0: Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the
1: world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a growingly busy birth center in Strasburg, Virginia. I almost did the old one. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Whoa! (laughs) also thought you were about to say Kim's Community Center
1: (laughs) No, that doesn't exist
0: (laughs) I'm Meredith Rao, also a midwife at Linton Tree Midwifery And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and a birth assistant here at Linden Tree Midwifery, however big or small it may be. <laughs> we don't Guys, does not matter? JK, JK. We just yeah. need to
1: record that intro and play
0: it. I like that it's different every week. It gets me in the it, like gets me in the groove. It's like foreplay I for the podcast.
1: Mm. And yeah, yeah. we know you're
0: all about the foreplay. <laughs> yeah. All about that foreplay. It's an ex- it's important part. So today, I'm so excited because we haven't hung out very much Mm-mm. and- slash at all kim was gone for 10 days at the midwifery wisdom conference yes i was slash she was a speaker there mm-hmm. and
1: opening speaker no no i would i was not the first one thank god oh I thought she moved were. my time
2: oh so i was <laughs> because like, you were so popular she was like people are not gonna i don't see this at nine no i don't think that's
1: why <laughs>
0: She uh, was like,
2: "Wow, she's going to be so hungover in the
0: morning." No wonder <laughs> the
1: hell I was when I got there. And her. I
0: I feel like from the conversations that I have had and the text messages that this was like i would see the life, text messages
2: especially. Yes,
0: that this was like a life-changing moment for you. Yes, it was non-stop.
2: It I was felt non-stop. like so energized and excited for you just from your texts. So yeah. It
1: was Same.
0: um I, but I was I was like I want to be there. I know.
1: I I was very jealous. I was was, it was almost serious FOMO. It was almost nice that you weren't there because because you two weren't there I got out of your comfort zone well and and otherwise I would have just been with you guys the whole time we would have been doing so because you guys weren't there I was forced to then get to know other people true yeah although I think Katie sounds like you you really had a good time very good
0: at letting other people join the crowd even when you're around us yeah but it probably wouldn't have been as much
2: but the three of us go out and I don't even see you guys (laughs) most of the
0: time sometimes I do because (laughs) Kim's stuck in a corner (laughs) which she's getting better about aren't I though and you're off. Floating and talking to whoever's there Because you know everyone I, Not when we go places I just meet people <laughs> That's only in my town
1: <laughs> So it... We- Katie was like, "Why do people say that about me?" Because I was like, "I just want you to know that I was really worried about spending so much time with you, but it turns out I enjoyed myself. I really had fun." That's a wraparound compliment. And Katie was like, "Why do people act surprised when they like to actually fun?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> turns out, Katie and I really enjoyed each other's company. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I think it much, is
0: super a lot. I think it is. <laughs> People uh, assume that's, Katie would not be fun to hang out with because she seems so put together I say, she's so in her regular together. life. Like, we know that we're a hot shit mess. Yeah, And, and that's she, why we have a good time. It's because we go out, yeah. we are a hot
2: shit mess.
0: Yeah, and she's got, like, her house is she's beautiful. She's so and her, her, She's got this husband. She's, like, they're just, like, such a nice and She's couple. so good at what she does. She's so
2: good at what she does. She's always put together. It's hard to imagine her like drunkenly flailing around in a hot tub.
0: (laughs) Crying and farting, crying and (laughs) farting.
1: Well, we had a special
2: kind of (laughs) thing. We had a dance
1: party. And let me tell you what. Have you ever seen Katie dance? No, I would love to
2: see Katie dance.
1: She can dance. Yeah, I'm sure she can. Unlike myself, who she told the entire crowd a story about me. Yes. And thought it was hilarious that what her story? she said that Mary was telling people that I kept inviting her out to dance and she so she assumed I could. <laughs> And then she saw me dance and was like, "What? No, no, no. In the <laughs> hell?" I was like, "No, no, I never said I could dance. Your dancing I said, all about heart. It's all about heart. I said heart. I do dance. You feel it, I, so much. I feel in your it, body. So much. It's
2: amazing. I just
1: jump up and down for hours at a time. And she Which was is like,
2: "Shocking, because your boobs. You think they would knock someone no, out or they yourself?" They just give
1: me great joy. So Even I was better. like, "So gives I was you like, rhythm." And so I didn't say I could dance. She goes clearly, and I'm like, "Listen." Linda <laughs> Please, in my brain
2: there was like a circle and Katie was in the middle just like twerking or living something. her best life she
1: was definitely twerking she nice. was some twerkage was happening I love it. but it was all midwives and birth workers with a dj yeah. So we was, were breaking it down. I loved how you had was the glow there, sticks. Yeah, we had glow, the glow sticks. Stick I feel
2: like I missed all of this. I yeah. missed like all of these things on social media that like gave us a glimpse into your yeah. life for those 10 days. So
0: I want to say one of my favorite things at the end of the whole thing, because it seems like you guys came up with this beautiful camaraderie where all these birth workers who see the bad parts of birth and the good parts of birth were like, oh, let's make our jobs better and embrace it and find joy. My favorite thing is how many people went and got vagina tattoos. Yes. yes,
2: We did. So how many were there? Because there was those two ladies that got the one together, like ours. Oh, no.
1: There were several. Oh, really? Yeah. Two... Five people got a, the the half a vagina on their hand. Oh my gosh! So that when they see each other, they can high five. That's and amazing. I would have gotten more, but I ran out of time. Yeah, <laughs> and Chuck would have killed me because it was technically it's like, wow. What do you have
2: five vaginas on your body now?
1: <laughs> no, I mean that's
2: it, like a guy's dream, right? It was
1: technically I don't know about that. Could you imagine? It was technically his turn to get a tattoo. Ah. So not only did I have no guilt about being at this conference, no guilt about going to bars, no guilt. I was so proud of myself. And then I was like, and also I'm getting a tattoo. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yes. He's like, fine. (laughs) That means I get two when you get home. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh. So then like also, so, so I also loved watching the stories because um promoting like wine about birth in our podcast so when when you gave your first speech yeah. tell them about how you decided to give everyone everybody wine everybody was so excited about that There was was the, like oh that
2: wasn't part of the conference it was no, part.
0: i did it
1: well, oh. well correction layla did it she's like a magical fairy that just floats around so for your first speech you to, what, yes it wasn't at 9 a.m <laughs> i know thank god so i um I really thought it would be fun because we learned so much. It was like so much information that you can only retain. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. So I just was learning so much, just all of it. So I taught, on Thursday and Friday, all day. Like one day we were going for like 14 hours. So by the time I had to talk on Saturday, I then listened to all these phenomenal speakers. And so when it was my turn to talk, like around 3.30 or something, I was like, maybe if they're drunk, it'll go better. Maybe. (laughs) No, I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't, I felt like we had all worked so hard for so many days and learned so much valuable information. I couldn't, I felt like I was cramming more information down their throats. So I was like, I need my talk to be chill and relaxing and fun. And so I went to Layla and I was like, how cool would it be if I just bought everybody wine? Like, how do we make that happen? So Layla's like, let me call the manager. Let me call these people. Anyway, we how worked it out. How many people all- was it? It was a who whole room So it was a lot. It was a whole lot. It was like 40. Nice. I asked somebody if they had counted. And I said, I want to go home and tell everybody how many people it were there. It looked like
0: more than that in the photo I saw.
1: It could have been more, but that was um, her guesstimate. So it was just funny because, so she went to all the people. We went to the manager. We went to the bar. And it turns out we could purchase the wine, but we had to buy their wine and then they would bring it over for us and all this, whatever. So I just get a text from Layla, like, however long later, like, hey, I got your wine. I'm like, shut up. So we split it, but she wouldn't take cash from me. So I kept buying her things. And so by the time the conference was over, she, I was like, you still have a $40 balance on the Haynes account. Time to go get <laughs> another tattoo. <laughs> She was like, just hold it for next time. So everyone got to like drink and we did the cheers, which I'll get you those oh, pictures.
0: Cool. I saw yeah. some of those and yeah, people were posting on their stories like, when you go to a conference and it turns out you get free wine, like yeah. <laughs> what? And everybody in the room was like, cheers. And so, she was in the front and I was oh, like, oh cool. my heart. no oh,
1: it was such a, I was like, y'all, I just needed cheers first because by the end of this we, we're not gonna have any wine left so um and i was good i only drank a glass because you know how i get when i start drinking My well language also gets worse.
2: i mean that's one of our favorite things the about gorillas you. Look at you. you just hit on like every single person there but i also want to name too you were so nervous
1: i was so nervous like absolutely nervous i could
0: tell you were nervous in the beginning but i don't Mm -hmm. think everyone else would have been able to Mm -hmm. tell you were nervous
1: i was well i was much less nervous after i started meeting people and then when i started i was nervous enough that my voice was too high but after like yeah you definitely had your ear god damn it i hate that this happens to me every time but next time I talk, it won't be like that. Like within like twenty minutes, I was so chill, and I was like, "Okay, I found my." It's like when you go for a yeah. run, and the first mile is absolute torture, and yeah. then you're like, "Okay, I found it." Also, were you happy with your wardrobe choice at the end? <laughs> yes, my mom gave me that shirt. Yep, I switched it. it I, you I, I looked re- great. I did. You not like that shirt?
2: No, no. I just I didn't. I agreed with Chuck. I did not like
1: the my way original you shirt your choice. Shirt originally,
0: yeah. So your speech was all about finding balance and joy in midwifery and birth practices. Yeah. And so I think that it was really cool because a lot of the things that you said you learned, because it wasn't just learning skills, it wasn't just learning how to run a practice, but it was, but like it was also self-care. like a lot of self-reflection and figuring out things that you need. Yeah. So I thought that it was really interesting, all the things you learned about yourself and also trying to be like a ver- authentic version of yourself mm-hmm. and... At your speech when you were, like,
1: cursing and whatever? Yes. Oh, yeah, your mom. Mm-hmm.
0: So her mom stopped her
1: <laughs> Well, when something... No, uh, something happened to the computer, so I had to step back. And I was like, Chetna, who I met. She's amazing. Hey, Chetna, I love you so much. And I am coming to India, working that out, eventually. Mm-hmm. And Max is coming, too. Um, oh, cool. So she came up, and she was helping me. And my mom was like, you're doing such a good job, but could you watch your language <laughs> or she was like language and I was like Listen, Linda." what she's like watch your mouth and I was like no. so I waited until it started back up and I was like y'all my mom just asked me to watch my mouth during my talk that you all paid to hear because I am who I am are you not learning anything so I said fuck no mom I will not watch my language <laughs> and everyone was laughing Did she turned purple uh, I think she was just embarrassed the way she usually is when it comes to me. But then another uh, someone came up at the end and was like, "I don't mind foul language, but you dropped the G H C and that offended me." And I was like, oh. "Thank you for pointing that out. I actually don't usually do that in a group setting. Like, I know when you I can do it. All I lot. do it all the time. Jesus, correct? Correct. I hear your voice in my head. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I, but not like I would not yeah. have done that." Like, purposefully. But we were talking about something I got super worked up about. And so I did drop that. Yeah. So I apologize for that. But the funniest part to that whole thing, and what did throw me off, is that I went to all of the talks, like, that I could possibly get into. And the way that it was set up, because it had to be set up, was there were four speakers at every session. Mm -hmm. And so we were all just like, how do we pick? Like, we all wanted to see... Everyone. Everyone, because everyone had such a good, like... Everything to share. So I didn't show up, classic, until literally five minutes before I was supposed to start talking because I was like, first You'd off, I'd had... not know what you're walking into. No, I didn't think anybody was going to be there. Oh. I just didn't think anyone would be there because I went to a talk that I found to be absolutely mind blowing and there were only 12 people. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm only going to be talking to 10 people and I thought two of them would be my mom and Katie. Yeah. So I truly did not think. Anyone would be there. So when I got to my to the room, I just go walking in, and I was like, urch. And everyone was like, "Woo!" And I was like, "Huh?" So I backed up and I looked, and I was like, "This is my room, right?" And so then I looked in, and Layla's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Why are all of you here? <laughs> what is going on?" And they were like, "We want to hear you." But I had had the like absolute awesome opportunity to meet most of them on Thursday and Friday while I was teaching. So I was part of the skills and drills. I had my own hotel room and with all the vaginas, I had a room full of vaginas. <laughs> Love it. I did make that joke to the wrong person one time and it did. It fell very flat.
2: Vagina jokes fell flat at a midwifery
1: conference. It did. And I, yes, it was one time <laughs> that it did fall flat. And so, um, they were in and out of the room for two days. So I guess they liked me enough to come back. <laughs> And you're shocking. But I couldn't believe it. So I gave my talk, and it was just like a dream come true. It was just so amazing. And I was like, you guys
2: are all here to listen to me talk <laughs> do you feel like you got your message across the way you wanted to
1: I do yeah I was I don't like the first 20 minutes I could tell watching I could feel it when I get like I'm like lower your voice and my voice is like you can't lower your voice because you're <laughs> you nervous because you're panicking Because on the inside but then it was it was chill and then I didn't have I actually I thought I would run out of time or I thought that I would go so fast, I wouldn't, I would have to, you know what I'm saying? Like I would be done early. Like you
0: wouldn't be able to time it, right?
2: Yeah.
1: But I actually had to rush at the end. Nice. Because Shocking. I, I know. So
0: I loved how much, so I thought it was funny because your talk is specifically about finding joy and finding boundaries and finding ways to not burn yourself out in midwifery, which we thought was funny because we feel like we have not been doing a good job of that at all the past year like we're all just like running on empty and so when you're up there and you're just like "Ah, ah, ah, ah," like I'm like this is funny but (laughs) then I also feel like it's so great because the conference I think is actually actually helping you incorporate the things you're talking about into making our practice better and helping us yeah, find ways to be less burnt out and have more joy in our practice, which is something we desperately need right now. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was really amazing. Like the conference part, I guess when the retreat happened, the best part about the retreat marriage just got bit on the booby. So when we had the retreat portion, which was amazing, we literally had four days where there was nothing else to do except work on ourselves. Yeah. And in the real life, you just don't have that. Do you no, know what I mean? No, you don't. Yeah. Like, even at, like, if you go to a therapy session, it's like one hour. So, so what are some
0: of the things that you did?
1: So it was just really interesting. Like, um, I don't even know if I can describe it, but we had like a beautiful circle opening mm-hmm. and someone like sang, which was unexpected because they weren't planning to do that. But we made little candles to like, to show what our intentions were, like what we wanted to make happen. It was just stuff that I'm like super familiar with doing. Yeah. But one of the most amazing things that I learned that was actually really hard for me to learn was uh, like a communication exercise that we did. Yes. And how in every relationship that you have, whether it's friendship, kids, or like lovers, you <laughs> are either, boy. and you guys can look this all up. Like Augustine teaches it so well. Um, but there are three dynamics in like there are three roles that you can take. Yeah. And which is what most people do. Um, instead of meeting in the middle and actually being available 100%, we're usually either the judge, which is like, you're doing this, you know what I mean? You're not dealing with your trauma and that makes it hard for me, or you're not doing your dishes. It's the only chore you have. So like the judge or the villain is the one that's like, "Blah, blah, 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 blah. blah And then you have the, um, What's it called?
0: Huh? Like the defendant? Yeah.
1: Like the victim slash um, there was another way to put it. So you're not actually a victim all you're the time. You're just defending yourself. Like the innocent. Yeah. Innocent and victim where you're like, I tried so hard and I'm doing all this stuff and it's just not enough. And I don't know what else to do. Blah, 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 blah. And then you also have the, the, the hero or the savior where you're like, let's make it better. So it was just so they played out all these roles where people wanted to practice like talking to their spouse or talking to their kid and it was like wow like I was watching myself in all the roles with all the people in my life so it was just very eye-opening to and they just taught how to step off of that okay do you know what I mean and be like
2: more dynamic
1: and just step off it completely and just be there yeah to hear what the other person is saying. And just meet them where they like are. Like of your lens. Yeah. Like just, just to drop it. Listener. Which is hard. Yeah. I mean eventually if you're in an abusive relationship. That doesn't work. Because you're never. No one's ever going to meet you. This
0: is talking about normal relationship yeah, dynamics. Like it, yeah. Like
1: if you are striving for a healthy relationship. Anyway. So just watching them play all those out. And then. Um, I haven't watched it yet. And Chuck doesn't even know this. But some, she made me get up. Because I, there are a couple of us there that are a little more animated than others, and <laughs> you so, never. Me, I don't know. That's that's my. That's what I'm saying happened. But she was like, "Let's practice," and I was like, "I don't wanna." And she's like, just, like just, just, come out, just come up here and give it a try. I want to see what role you find yourself in. And most people it's in two. Like you're kind of st- hovering between the two at most times. But then you typically there's one that you step into. And then there's one that you fall back on. So for me, it's very much like I like to yell at people for not doing enough. Mm-hmm. But then I try to fix it. Like I'm never a victim. I mean, occasionally I am. But that's when I have my big breakdowns and mm-hmm. I'm crying. Yeah. I was going to say that's when you're right but it's not often that's like once a year or once whatever so i bounced between the two and so she's like come on it'll be fine just try it and i was like fine and then i just started yelling at her and then all this stuff i was just yelling at her and she was like okay okay so she was trying to be a victim and every time she was a victim i was like "Ah, poor you like "Ah." so we're like yelling back and forth at each other and so she gets mad because a lot of times the victim will then get angry and they come at you and then you try to fix it which is always what happens right so she gets right in my face and she's yelling and i and she thought that would force me off of my step you're like oh i'm
2: well practiced i'm really
1: good at aggression so she goes she gets and she hovers over me because i'm a hobbit and she goes something something and you're going to have to step off of this in a, at some point. And I was like, I could do this all fucking day. And I just yelled at her. Also,
2: thank God there's not something for you to punch because that probably would have
1: happened. Right. And she goes, she goes, no, seriously, eventually you're going to have to pick something else. And I'm like, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. So finally she goes back to the victim. And I was like, God, this is exhausting. Oh, I get it. Let's go get a beer. I like hopped over to the other hero thing (laughs) and she goes ha there it is and I was like damn it (laughs) but it was like so eye-opening and so someone recorded that wow but I I haven't watched it no I'm not watching it it's funny it's more funny it's not like and it's only for like a couple seconds but it was like Oh shit! I didn't yeah. know someone was gonna watch that. Like, I didn't know I was gonna have to see that later. You know what I mean? But it's just me hopping around too, which is fun. Sounds about well, right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was gonna say it sounds like every conversation we have, yes. we're processing. So it was, it was just really amazing. And then the relationships, like I asked Katie, um, like first off, if she wanted to come talk, and she did, but she um, was busy and has Brinley and the boys, but. She said that she knew the skills and drills were happening, but she had no idea. She just truly did not expect to make friendships. Yeah. And the women, the people that we met were like, and it was like not necessarily people you would be drawn to on the street, which is why I love this stuff. Yeah, It's like people that you're just all kind of together in this space and then you just fall in love with each other. And it was, we, we got so close, all of us. And it was like, this is so cool. So Katie was like, I didn't expect that.
0: Living in a Midwest paradise. <laughs> it was.
1: <laughs> we had this little, oh, also she said karaoke, which we did do one night. And there's this cute, cute little Caitlin. She was so stinking adorable. She reminds me of like a little baby Mayan. Like before Mayan was like an adult. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, I've never done karaoke before. And I was like, get the hell out of here, so we go and there's hardly anyone in the bar, so everybody starts singing. I love it. And then we all took a green tea shot, which was delicious. Oh, that the sounds way. amazing. Oh, I've been taking green tea shots oh, a lot when I go to Pennsylvania. They're so good. Yeah, they're really and good. So I was like, oh, we're gonna get up there. So we close the bar down, singing "Journey," "Don't Stop Believing." Nice. <laughs> nice. She gets on the stage <laughs> and she was literally dancing all over, back and forth and back <laughs> and forth, and singing into the mic. And I was like, we're making a dream come true. And then they had to kick us out. Literally, kick. <laughs> I shutting it she, down. I know he shut it down. She was walking towards I us with her do this arms all day. out. You have to <laughs> leave. And I was like, <laughs> I feel very unwanted <it> right now. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um,
2: there was an experience that you had that I wanted to ask about when you texted us and said that you got to be a fetus.
1: Oh, yes. that was a whole other one. Yeah, so we did this. Um, it was a support exercise. So, Augustine's cousin, Mariah, Mellon, I think that's still the last name she uses. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, you would have loved her. She's like, I just met so many people. And I was like, oh, my God, Meredith
0: would love you. <laughs> they talk about feelings. They're, uh,
1: it's just a walking <laughs> bowl of feelings.
0: Did you meet people that I would love? Uh, you, you love everyone.
1: with everyone. No. You yeah, also there's, would have gotten
2: free things from all of them.
1: <laughs> the, <laughs> there's no one in particular that you would have loved. Um, So, Mariah, like... Is amazing. And she did, she talks about like support. She did a whole um, talk about support. And we actually got to know her better than planned because Augustine didn't feel well for one of the days. So she kind of took over for her um, so she could rest. So Augustine could rest. So she did this. um, It's called Four Layers of Support. And so at first, she, and this whole time, anytime something was going on, I'd be like, I don't understand. And everyone's like, oh God, thank, thank you for saying that. And I'm like, why are you all afraid to say, I don't understand? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so they just stare blankly. Right. Uh, and, and so then Augustine would be like, okay, does that all make sense? And everyone's just like blankly now. I'm like, no. I have no idea what you just said. None at all. And she's like, okay, come here. I'll give you an example. And then they're all looking at me like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, seriously, I'm the only one that makes just myself it. look stupid. Like, no, it's feelings. I don't get it. So we, we were doing this exercise that shows what happens when you have, in, in regards to midwifery and childbirth, when you have four layers of support. And actually, Vanessa, another one you would love, Actually, you'd really love Vanessa. Everyone would love Vanessa. (laughs) She um, tried it with a client and she said it was absolutely (laughs) life changing and all these things. So she said that we were going to like someone was going to be a baby. Someone's going to be the fetus and someone was going to be the mom. And then someone would be the partner. And then the fourth person would be the midwife. And. We, in whatever role you're in, you get to, before it starts, verbalize what kind of support you want. What would make you feel the most supportive and supported and secure?
0: Was the fetus, was. did you say the loving hug of a vagina? I didn't. <laughs> no. So, hold I on. I was like, if you did could support Did you choose to me. be the fetus? <laughs>
1: The um, I was the mom first. Oh, okay. I, and then i I got. I just got moved into then the fetal role. The fetal. I want to say fetal pole, but it was fetal role. But um, but before we started, she she was like, so you could say you want a hug. And so and I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, was that doesn't say, well, can you leave me
2: the fuck alone. <laughs> first off, I was like,
1: none of this makes sense. Could you do an example? And everyone's like, oh, thank God for the and I'm like, I hate you all right now. So she does an example, which very much like we needed the visual. But it was so beautiful to watch the visual first. Um, some people were like, could you hug me? Could you just put your face and on my face? And these are supposed to be like
2: women in labor and so, what the support nope, is that
1: they want? It was just being, right? Did you say put your face on my face? Yes. Put your face on my face. Put p- press our faces together, like all this stuff. Yeah, for example, sweet, sweet Wendy, who was so much like Meredith, I could not believe it. She just kept begging people to snuggle her. Like they were like, What could we do better next year? And she was like, Can we have a snuggle? puddle like a room where people just go in and lay on each other and snuggle and i was like i'm gonna throw up over every single one of you right now but she just she dresses like you and her hair is like yours and just she, she acts she's so beautiful and i loved her so much and so you're, she was did like did you
0: hear about the cuddle pile and you're like
1: i was and i was the one that was." you could hear me going anyway so, um, Layla was like, could you hold me and also press your cheek against my cheek? And just, that's the kind of support I need. And so she did it. She managed to hold that position for several minutes, but then she had to stand up. So then each layer of support just said like what they needed and I'll describe it in a second. But so I was like, before we got started, I raised my hand and I was like, can I just say something? I was like, some of us don't like to be touched and I'm, go- I'm all in for this. I'm all in for this exercise. Like if I'm your support person and you want me to hug you, I will, I'll get undressed and we can snuggle naked if that's what <laughs> yeah. you need. It. Whatever.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if they asked for naked. I think you just added that. But in I yourself. was all in,
1: I'm all in, but I just wanted to say that some of us just feel energy a lot like a lot, a lot. So sometimes just being next to someone is a lot for me. So then when they touch me, it's just too much. So it's not that we're assholes. It's just, I don't like having that much of someone else's energy in my body. Yeah. So I tend to just not touch people. It is not because I'm a jerk. I just don't like, I don't like it. And everyone's like, wow, that's a really good way. Of, thank you for saying that. And I was like, yes, yeah, no problem.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because there are certain people I like to snuggle and touch. And there's certain people that I don't like, I love snuggling Meredith, but I have no desire to snuggle. Right. You. That's because mm-hmm. I'm putting it's off. The, Cause she would uh, push uh, you uh, away. Uh, but I don't I just, just like to snuggle
1: anybody. Right. Like, you
0: have to have a very specific energy for me to like to snuggle. I feel like you. Wendy
1: would have snuggled anyone on the street at yeah. all. At all she's just has so much snuggles to give, so okay, so um Amanda, who I just loved so much, we hit it off, she's so amazing, she kept walking around like with this look on her face, and I was like, "Amanda, it took me days to like actually talk to her, like actually have a conversation, so finally, we got stuck in an elevator <laughs> together, and I was <laughs> like, "Did you fart like your? Daughter? Here we are, no, I did not fart." But I was like, I can't tell if you're bored, angry, stoned. Like, what's going (laughs) on with your face? And she's like, oh, this is just my face. Like, this is just how (laughs) I look. RBF. But then she started. No, she didn't look angry. It was just blank. And so I think she's just like a thinker all the time. So then she would smile real big all the time. Like, And she's just so great. So she was my baby. So I got to be her mom. So she said... I could you know I said what what kind of support do you want and she knowing that I don't like to touch people my guess is she's like could you just I want to lay in your lap and you can put your hand on my shoulder Mm -hmm. and I was like done deal so this hand my left hand I was just keeping to myself and my right hand I had on her shoulder and that's it and she just laid with her head in my lap I had no desire to do anything else she didn't ask for anything else yeah so then my person came in my partner and they said what do you want and I said um I don't want you to touch me, but if you could just sit next to me as close as possible, and then Melanie, who's fucking awesome and a badass, and listen, she went to the airport, and um, her husband's like, "Are you sure you don't have weapons in your bag?" She's like, "No, stupid. Why would I?" And then she looked. Not only did she have a weapon,
0: oh my god, a gun,
1: a firearm, also. Several different clips that she had to dig out, and also some sort of a machete. That's
0: like my worst nightmare. What?
1: Yeah, she just travels with that stuff. Correct. Like she's a black belt. She's like a she's a something or other. So she kills people with her hands. And I'm like, why do you need all these weapons? And she's like, oh, I would grab something and throw it at them before I every, would try to shoot. Every time something. I'd go
0: to the airport with like a backpack because my ex husband had a concealed carry permit, I'd be like, well, what if he used this backpack? And what if I didn't find the gun? And what if uh-huh. the gun's in my backpack? They would just and I didn't take. No about it. What if there's drugs in my backpack that I didn't know about?
1: Yeah, that does <laughs> not happen to me ever
0: yeah
1: you do panic then
0: i do in my head though i don't it's show it on panic. the outside on the
2: outside she's just like her smile like you heard that she goes <laughs>
0: uh-huh uh-huh then <And laughs> so, i get there's
1: security i'm like i didn't have any guns today <laughs> no guns again but did you have the weight? Way- can you can you carry bullets do those count I doubt it
0: probably a, there's can't rules fire about them. not
1: in your carry-on i don't know I don't know the answer to that. Okay. So I had one hand on Amanda and then Melanie, I was like, I don't want you to like touch me necessarily. Like maybe you can put one arm on my shoulder. That's it. Mm -hmm. But what I want you to do is just close your eyes and think about how much you love me and how much you want me and how much you want this baby. And just send me all of this like intense, loving, accepting 100% in energy. Immediately realizing that is what my mom and I never got in yeah. pregnancy at all, so I was like, "Let's try it out. Let's see what happens." You
0: didn't ask her to put your fingers
1: on. She not You, know, you didn't put, ask for more rectal pressure. More rectal no. pressure. <laughs> I did yell it out in the middle, though. I was yes. like, "More rectal pressure!" So, <laughs> so she did that, right? So then, and and then she got to tell. Rhonda who's hey Rhonda amazing just everything she said was insightful but it was one at a time so we're all quiet so Wendy's like I just want you to put your one hand on me and so I did and so then Melanie comes in I was like if you could just do all the things I just said so she comes in and immediately it's like a blanket like a blanket of just like oh <gasps> And then, of course, my eyes are closed, but then the sun came out, you know, at the same time, or I thought I did. I was like, oh, my God. So I opened my eyes and I was like, nope, still dark. Weird. So I kept kept my eyes closed and I was like, oh, man, this feels so nice. I feel so loved right now. So then Rhonda comes in and she's like, I hear her whisper. What kind of energy would you like? Like, how can I support you? And Melanie's like, just put just put a hand on my shoulder and like tell me like she's the midwife, like, tell me everything's great, everything's perfect. So the midwife comes in and I was just like, I'm never leaving where I am right now. <laughs> like, I'm never I will leaving. sit with this person in my lap for the I, rest of my life. I'm never leaving. So <laughs> once the midwife came in and then Mariah was amazing, she was like, Now, you're going to like we're, I'm going to send you all the knowledge and all the support and all the love to you, midwife, that you the, from your ancestors have ever known. And then we're just in this cocoon of like nothing but support. I'm and getting, I didn't. Even, I know this is
2: looper, I'm getting like brain tingles. Right oh, my now. God. Just was, watching you
1: and hearing you. It was so amazing. So I didn't realize I had started doing this, but I started stroking Amanda's hair like I was just rubbing her Jessica hair.
2: Almost couldn't help herself.
1: don't ruin my moment don't do it (laughs) keep going okay so amanda is this beautiful black woman and as a rule you do not just and and we had barely met each other do you know what i'm saying i would never just walk up and start touch somebody's hair touching someone's sacred beautiful hair but i didn't even realize i was doing it right so this whole thing is happening and then one at a time the layers get pulled away yeah and so the midwife leaves And I could feel that energy shift and then my partner left and then I just didn't even want to touch my baby. So my hands naturally came up and I didn't even realize I was rubbing her head. Yeah. Until I stopped doing it and I was like, oh God, I didn't ask for permission to rub her sacred hair. Like then I started to panic and then she left and I was like, I'm sorry I was rubbing your beautifully sacred sacred hair without asking you. She goes, oh, I loved it. I felt so supported. So then I had to be the baby and it was the same thing. I was like, I don't want you to touch me. Just... Just send me love and energy. But when the midwife came in and the partner and the mom and everyone was loving me, I was like, I would love for her to rub my hair. That would feel so nice right now, and so then um, Mariah goes. And remember, if what you need changes, you could ask for a different support. And I open my mouth to say, "Could you rub my hand, Mom?" And instead, she just starts doing it. Oh! And I was like, "This is so weird." We were all so intently and intimately connected, connected and it was so beautiful. And then, like, I was all teary, and then it was all done. And I was like, "No, Mom, don't leave me." It was like, "Where a was village? your actual was-
2: mom during?" That is oh, she, she left, left already. Okay. Yeah, she wasn't oh, part of that. The... Would have been
0: way too intense if your actual mom, but I was feel involved. like it might like, be. Please a... don't let her be in that room
1: with you, but it might be a good like um I thought about doing that with Evie, yeah, because so throughout this whole conference, it was. um like epigenetics was kind of discussed. Oh right? yeah. And I'm gonna say this because people, especially in this area, are like, Why can't black people let it go? Yeah. And the truth is because they're still living it. Yeah. Get like, in their cells. like get right. It's within them. Like their mothers were carrying their daughters who were carrying their daughters. And now that we know that what happens to your ancestors lives within your body, like they're still living through what happened to them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they were saying this was like another like, now think about how just having that fourth layer of support helped you. Now imagine what this baby's going to go through. Like So then when Rhonda, when I was the baby, Rhonda, the midwife, whispered, what can I do to support you? And it hit me. What if she had screamed? I was so relaxed. I was completely relaxed and Melanie's rubbing my head. I'm like, this is the best day of my life. And then she whispered and I was like, oh, there's my midwife. And then I was like, what if she had screamed? Yeah. What if she had screamed? Fuck you. I hate you. I don't want this baby. I hate this baby inside of you. My whole world would have been shattered. And then my, the light bulb went off and I was like, oh, shit. Wow. That was intense. More yeah. tears. So I was like, this needs to be... Why don't people learn this? Like we need to people to know this. So Karen Strange touches on that, but this is something that I want to like implement in my life somehow, and I don't know how. I don't feel like all of our moms would be interested in something like that. But Katie some of I- them would, though. But
0: I think it's even like small ways, like the way we walk into a birth mm-hmm. room, because yes. I've noticed it happens more in the hospital. Like you don't read the energy as much, and so right. they could the be room. in the zone and they walk in, and they're all like, "What do you need today?" La, 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 la and it completely shifts the energy so it's like walking in and quietly being like what can we do like reading the energy of the room instead of bringing our
1: outside presence in. and Mm -hmm. oh yeah on so many levels so um one of the things that katie because katie wasn't there for that i don't think i actually don't remember she was there for that but we had katie and i had talked about like you know we don't we don't word it that way. I don't. I've never worded it to a partner. What can we do to make you feel comfortable both right now and during the birth? So I worded it that way instead of saying like what what do you need from us or whatever. The dads are always like nothing. Yeah. But then I you know, we saw someone and we asked the partner like, what can we do for you on the day of the birth that would make you feel supported and comfortable? And he literally goes, Wow, I never thought of that. No one's never asked. And I was like Ah, that's what I'm missing. Like, I need to do that. I don't word it that way. Yeah. I word it in my way. So that moment, like that exercise was so eye-opening. And Vanessa just did it with a set of clients that she has because she felt it would be appropriate. And she said at first it was very awkward and uncomfortable for all of them. But she said by the end of it, like there were tears and like laughter and they were so... Like, I just feel like there's so much that people need to work through. Because and-
0: it, it's breaking down the barriers that we culturally put up for ourselves every day. But I was thinking about that in our parenting relationships. We tend to try and support our children the way we would want to be supported. Instead of the way they Instead of it. the way they need to be supported. Right. And so it's like even just asking them, what do you need to feel loved? and Right.
2: Do you think though, like when you said you'd like to do it for Evie, and then I was like, I wonder if our, our clients would feel the same way. Do you think it's easier to do that kind of exercise with strangers? I don't like know. Like it's easier
0: to be vulnerable with strangers. I think it's than much. It be, I,
2: I think it'd be it's hard for me to imagine Evie allowing herself to be vulnerable enough with I think
0: us it's much less right, loaded. But I right. think Evie is still young enough where. It would help her put her barriers down. It might take a little bit, but. Right.
1: Well, I learned a lot watching her and Ren. Like, I know what kind of parent I am. Yep. Like, I'm aware of it. But when I watch her and Ren together and how, like, if Ren hurts herself, like, something snaps in Evie where she's like, oh, my God, let me come here. And then they, she, like, scoops her up and then she'll play. And I'm like, "Ew, what are you doing? It's a stub toe. Who cares? Oh, <laughs> like that's uh, how she wants to be treated right and so then so then when now when evie starts to panic i've been like oh my gosh let me come here let me hold you tell me all about it like let's talk let's talk to i got you some melatonin i got you this and she's now sleeping yeah so i'm like kim you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> baby or child for the love of god you know but the boys were never like that they were always very like I don't need that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just so eye opening. Like the, it did change. I'm really grateful for the retreat, and I will list yeah. all the people that I love eventually. So
0: let's go to break because it is definitely time. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. We don't know if we're sharing a birth story of the week or not, but we don't have that much longer to go. So maybe you can just talk about Sweet. some of the people that you loved and a little bit more about it. All right, let's go to break. Cue the music. Oh yeah. So today's sponsor for our episode is us. We started our Patreon recently, and there are special benefits that you can get just by being a patron of our podcast. So, if you love our podcast and you would love to support us and putting out more great content, um, sign up for our Patreon. There's three different levels of support that you can give. Any little bit goes a long way in uh, helping us be able to continue making this podcast a reality. And for everyone who is supporting us already, um, we adore you. We thank you so much. Um, And we look forward to entertaining you guys for a long time to come. All right. Let's go back to our episode. Welcome (laughs) back from that delightful break
2: continuing to process all the things all yeah. the we things actually we're
0: processing a lot during that so break so much just yes. from talking about it i can't even imagine living it this
2: is just the tip it <laughs> was just Love it was game. amazing
1: um <laughs> oh what i was gonna say is we had this um so there were nights one night i didn't go to bed till like four in the morning what? And my, i know it was so dumb because my mom no, was there amazing It was amazing and we went out and listened to music and then we came back and then we had this little, it it was, this hotel was like way too much for me. I'm like, let me live in my pajamas and this hotel was like walk
2: around super a bougie robe.
1: oh yeah, they were like amazing, beautiful people all the time, but there was this like corner where we kept sitting, and all the birth workers would sit there, and it was so amazing so then at night, you could either go to your room, but you had to walk by that place, and every night I'd be like, don't look at them, don't make eye contact, don't look over, and then I'd be like, no, forget it, and then we I just <laughs> sit because I didn't want to give up like even a single moment of like friendship and and we talked about work the whole time yeah so we were all it was just so amazing um so yeah it was awesome
0: so we wanted to talk a little bit more and you I wanted you to do some shout outs Mm -hmm. about how the things that you've learned and now we're learning Mm -hmm. the things we want to do even small changes to incorporate into our lives to help make positive changes which because i said this to you when you were at the conference because you got your tattoo done Mm -hmm. that had glitter and rainbows and i was like well maybe we can (laughs) make our practice less more less shit more 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 glitter and rainbows yeah
1: well i think it's just so like i am also i'm not an emotional person like i don't usually talk about feelings But I am now learning what I need to do. Like, I'm looking at my trauma, which I've done before. Yeah. Right. But not... I mean, can you ever really do that enough, though? Right. Right, right, right. So now, it's it's more like, not even trauma. It's just taking time to acknowledge what you need versus what you want and all that stuff. It's just...
0: And your triggers and
1: that kind of stuff. And most of us, like, your life right now and your life right now, it's like lots of transitions and I have time for like the first time ever. So it's like acknowledging those of us who identify as women, as moms, we just have the hardest time finding time for ourselves for ourselves. So I have recently really been making sure that I do that, like that I, and that it just reinforced it going to this um retreat was like, wow, I just did four days of, forced self reflection and learning mm-hmm. and what if we did this every year like what which we are for midwifery wisdom but what if people took time you know what i mean yeah so and how I, can we incorporate into practices and i was question.
0: thinking about that too because i have been good for the past several years up until the, what i'm doing now um taking time for myself and making sure that i'm able to have fun But I'm not very good at saying what I need when I need something. Right. I'm more likely to want to make everybody else happy. And I know where I get that from. But it's like being able to say, I don't like this or I do like this. And this is what I need.
1: Right. Just
0: super hard to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and to build on that, I don't think, I think all three of us have a good understanding of where, it comes from. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I we've know done the work for that. Right. Least. Like or we've had the people in our lives. Some people have no idea that. why they right. act
0: the way they do. Exactly.
1: And so for me, I'm already like I know why I have feelings. Like and and then I'm learning. Like where does trauma come from? And I'm yeah. not even—I don't even have that much trauma. It's just where do my feelings come from? Why am I, I am the way I am? So I feel like we all do the work to discover that. Yeah. But now I'm tired of just knowing where it comes from and not feeling like it's having that information is enough.
0: Right. Like, like bright, I want doing it. something to actually break the cycle, not just understand.
1: Right. It. Like mm-hmm. I want to break that cycle. Like I and whatever cycle that I don't even know what that means. I just want. I think my kids, care is a really good start. <laughs> yes, I just know I want my kids to feel more emotionally supported and understood than I felt as a child Mm -hmm. and that is not me putting my parents down it's just we'd never had much of an emotional relationship it's also
0: generational too
1: it is
2: I feel like it's way more common now to talk about these kinds of things than it was two decades ago
0: yeah, it's not blame. It's just... Oh, that's not even that long ago.
2: Two yeah, gener- not. Two generations ago. It's just...
0: It's not blame. That's it's just sh- realizing you parented me the way you parented because of the way that you were parented mm-hmm. and the way that you were brought up. It's just layers. But it's also realizing like, you know, we're also starting to understand so much about this. How can we change it so that that's not just continuing to happen and we can try and give our kids that good yeah that base of love and support the way that
1: they need it well and it used to be like even 10 years ago if I would have said the way you're treating me right now or the way you're treating her right now while she's carrying that baby is going to affect that baby as an adult yeah. they think I'm crazy yeah. like we always knew it do you know what I mean those of us who like work in the birth community or who are emotional like in touch well, with I think- I we think knew it's it. more
2: intuitive than we think it's. Just people don't want to admit it, right. or
1: even put words to it. Like. But now that science is putting epigenetics is one big word that you can use to then break things down. So now that a bunch of guys, <laughs> it's yeah. probably women actually, <laughs> thank God.
0: Well, I, sorry,
1: Do you I'm finish? just saying. Like now yeah. that we put a word to it, it's like it's quantitative now you can, you can quantify this and make it equate to that. So now people are starting to pay attention to it. Well, I
0: love the way that Karen strange puts it because she puts it as like, you know, the baby's inside of you and it's not just a matter of your feelings, but every feeling that we have, or we release causes a release of a hormonal, you know, reaction response. And because the baby's in us, like our hormones and the responses we have is actually like the broth that they are like marinating in. So if we, that. yeah, so if we are releasing huge amounts of adrenaline and hormones that feel unsafe our entire pregnancy, they're actually, their basis is adrenaline and feeling unsafe. Right. And if we are at a place of feeling love and support and happy, we're going to release more oxytocin and love and peaceful hormones. And that is the broth mm-hmm. that they marinate in when they are Aww. becoming who they are becoming
2: and when you talk about like small things you can do like I think that's the takeaway from her there's a couple of things to take from her class that I use a lot but one of them is like when you're pregnant for instance and you're in a car and like someone slams or brakes in front of you so you have to react really quickly and your adrenaline is up and you're like pissed and you're stressed then she's like all right you're human it happens now check in with your baby They're, yeah like, hey because- everything's okay we're safe this is normal so like you have to like Create space for th- what's normal in life. And you can't... It's not that you can protect your kids and yourself from everything. You have to, like, breed resilience.
0: Yeah, because they're going to have adrenaline and things happen to them. But it's, like, you knew why you released the adrenaline you're safe. Your baby just felt yeah, the adrenaline and didn't know why that was there. But so it, like,
2: the power of just, like, connecting afterwards and checking yeah. in to undo that. Uh, yeah,
0: and then just remembering, like, while your baby is marinating in that broth of hormones, like the egg if it's a female the eggs of your grandchildren are also inside that baby baby at that time so it goes on and on and on and on (laughs) on.
1: (laughs) i couldn't believe when i was praying with evie when i found out it was a girl i just walked around going i'm carrying my grandbabies i'm carrying my grandbaby." like it was blowing my mind and so i think So I don't know. I feel like um, like on a personal level, I can see why she is the way she is. So acknowledging that and then talking through it with her and then working through it. So that would be great for me, Mm -hmm. which is my goal now. So how do we help? the women that we have here how do we help the partners that we have here like what can we do like incorporating it
2: into our prenatal care
1: like yeah like i, I want to space I, well i want the knowledge to go to the partner like just so you know like it's really cool that we can prove that any feelings the mom has are passed to the baby and that they do carry that with them forever so yeah. just keep that in mind. Like. Like, we have to be able to say that to people because most partners don't know that at all. Yeah. In their mind, if they, like, refuse to do something or if they yell one time, it's there and it's gone and the baby can't even hear it. Yeah. And that's not to say that everyone's doing that. I'm just... No, but it's the building blocks.
0: It's the building blocks. And I love to talk about with partners that a lot of men don't realize that... um, their hormones shift when their partner's pregnant and so during amazing. the postpartum period as well. Right. So like, um, they actually are having a shift to become better dads and more nurturing. So men's testosterone actually drops in the first year after they've had a baby and their, um, oxytocin goes up because it helps them also be more nurturing towards their children and towards their partner. Which and is so awesome. it's, it's such a like, Intrinsically, like connected thing that if people understood how connected it is, like it can help them understand that every decision we make can help be a building
1: block for a better future. If they care, if they if, care, step one, you have to. And care. if they don't
0: care, it's probably because they're working through some trauma they don't understand. going to say they, everyone is. They care, but then they have to have the capacity to care.
1: Yes. Everyone, everyone is working through stuff.
0: Yes. And so it's okay. And I, I want to mention that again, that it doesn't mean we have to have a perfect everything, but even just realizing it is the start because it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make bad decisions. It's okay not to be a perfect parent all the time. Right. Um. But it's what we do with it and how we fix the mistakes and how we're always trying to improve. Like our kids mm-hmm. see that all the time. Yeah. And they model
1: it. So I plan on trying to make that more, like just, yeah, more present. And also I want to make sure that each time a partner comes to the visit, I specifically ask them like, and also what can we do for you this Mm -hmm. month? Like how could we make you feel a little more supported this month? Because
0: I've noticed, especially with men, that if you say to them, like, what would you like from this birth? Their initial reaction is to be like, I don't know. Oh, this is not about me. I just need to do whatever she needs. And I like to say to them, that's not true. Like you are becoming a a father too. This birth is emotionally part of you as well. And you deserve to be supported in the way that you need to be in order to feel safe and happy and comfortable at Mm -hmm. the birth as well. And um, I feel like even just when you say that to them, they're like, okay like it starts to sink in you can't just say it once but
1: yeah yeah well because they're not used to it yeah like asking partners what they need or want is not something that has ever happened i mean they're just now allowed in the birth room you know what i'm saying like this is a whole new approach to birth since the 60s 70s really so into the 80s honestly for some people yeah um
0: yeah yeah. So, so those are the biggest things I've taken away from it that I want to ask my children how they need to be supported. And, um, I want to ask my clients the same thing, like instead of just putting on them the ways that I feel like I would like to be supported.
1: I think that would be amazing.
0: And that's something easy that we can do. Yeah.
1: How easy is that?
0: I know. I've been talking a lot about that, like different people's love languages and like, don't support people in your love language. Support people in their love language.
1: But then you have to like draw like okay. There's balances, right? Yeah. Because tim's like, oh, do I have to? There's a you? balance. Oh, there is a balance. There's a balance. So if you're constantly the one of support and no one is supporting you, you're gonna you're exactly. gonna develop compassion fatigue. Yes. So it needs to be a constant conversation. Are we feeling like our mm-hmm. support levels are even? Yes. Or is this like a teeter totter? Yeah. and they're About to fling you off?
2: Or at least like have trust that like if you have to be the more supportive person in a certain chapter that the person's going to have your back when you when need you,
0: support, when, when you, when you, need you it more Eliza because so. what do you... that's so important
2: Eliza? something to say but it's also it okay call to, call to be me. like
0: with a person whether it's a you know a, a child relationship or a romantic relationship like oh I realize your love language is gift giving and my love language is acts of service mm-hmm. so how do I figure out how to help you in your love language and you help me in the same way so it's I don't know, even just having those conversations is super connecting and super helpful because it shows that the other person cares about how you feel. So we only have a few more minutes in the episode, and I think that we should use some of this time for you to do some of your shout outs to some of the amazing people you met.
1: And Well, first off, I'm going to, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to do it romper room style. Yeah. Do you remember watching that? Yeah. And every day I'd sit there and wait for my name to be called. And, and then when she would be like, I see you, Kim. And I'd be like, ah. Can you do more like a Grammy speech where they
0: have to talk really fast? And if they don't go fast <laughs> enough that the music starts. <laughs> <laughs> fine but
1: if you start playing music i'll just start dancing yeah. to it like and you'll, start, you'll keep saying the names um before i do shout outs i just want to say if anyone listening out there has been looking for an excuse to come visit us we're doing a midwifery wisdom collective skills and drills re- um, thing extravaganza at Linden Tree here in Strasbourg, march 30th i believe through april 2nd so it's around robin 20 um 20 different skills and drills. There'll be a bunch of mentors here that you can get signed off for NARM. We're all NARM preceptors. On top of that, we're doing a ultrasound for midwives class. You can pay to take that if you want, or we have a suturing class. We have NNR, CPR. So if you guys are interested in coming to hang out with me, and Jess, Meredith, and Katie will be here. Nikki's teaching with me. Hey, Nikki. What up? Nikki Williams. Um, so you can go to midwiferywisdom.com and then look for skills and drills. It's also on my Instagram, which is Kimberly Haynes midwife, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's also on uh, Facebook, on my Facebook. So you guys should sign up. And because- we can
0: share it on our Wine About Birth
1: um- I did not think people would want to come to this town, this tiny town outside of D.C., but they announced it at the um, online at the conference and tickets were already going. Wow. And We're already sold out for next year for Colorado, I That's think, awesome. for the retreat. But there might still be some conference tickets left, skills and drills. Okay. If you guys want to come with me to Denver. And next then year. if
0: you haven't seen our space, you get to see our space and spend yes. lots of time in it.
1: It's going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. We will have about wine. <laughs> did you hear how I just said if you guys want to join me in Denver next year? No, as I, though that's just part of my life now like hey you all come visit me in denver <laughs> it's with, been a long
0: time with wisdom i feel like and my travel is like slowing down and you're like Ramping and she's up like my India. Travel. Ramping my travel. oh i'm
1: ready i'm ready for it the world i don't know if the world's ready for me yet but oh it's ready i have I was, it was just so like all these different people said to me thank you for making me comfortable with the vagina and i'm like well just, my life is super important skill to have in this industry yes Okay, so I met so many people. I've already met Augustine. She's phenomenal. You guys know her. So, Cheryl is um, a photographer. She's also a student midwife, and she took all of our pictures. So, I'm gonna share some of those pictures with you guys later because they're just, they made me cry. They were just so amazing. But, Melissa, Melanie, Laura, Wantina. Wantina has like 17 students right now. You wanna see somebody who's giving the black population beautiful, beautiful black midwives? Wantina's your girl. Um, I love her. She's so inspiring. Ilka and Chitna, they're from India, and I plan on seeing them. Hadassah, she was one of my favorites. She's down the road. Trinity is the one I keep talking about, who's 17, has already attended 70 births. and That's she's changing. amazing. She's changing the world. It's, like, absolutely unbelievable. Um, Katrina, and then, of course, there's Star. Star is one of these people that I, for some reason, didn't meet until one of the last days. Like, we chatted a couple of days at the end and there's just something about her and i was like in in the risk of sounding very creepy we need to see each other again <laughs> she's like no i love that that's can, not creepy can at I all have your number? <laughs> um i think i said melanie melissa already i'm literally going through like all of our and then Vanessa's the one that i was telling you about she actually started dating i think her preceptor son oh nice <laughs> so i was like wait what's happening right now so it was really awesome um, let's see, Leila, of course, Leila, she does everything. She's with midwifery wisdom with Augustine. I told you there was a lot, like I can't, I can't even, I'm looking, I know I forgot one of you just text me and I'll apologize later.
0: Yeah. We have more episodes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> way more episodes, but, um, yeah, there was just a lot of people that I can't even, I can't even begin Bebe, She's an amazing student midwife that I think I got her hooked up with. Hopefully Mayan. Yeah. Um, or no, she got herself hooked up with Mayan and I encouraged it. I don't really know how that went down. But anyway. That's it. That's all I Yay. can do. There's so many more. And I know I forgot some of you. I'm really sorry. And and I, because I can't I wait. You. As
0: soon as uh you say we're allowed to, we can start sharing some of the photos and the little videos from the conference.
1: Yes, yes. I'm waiting. I haven't actually gone to look at all of okay. them yet, but Cheryl just so when they were taking we were doing headshots, like we were supposed to do headshots. I did not sign up for headshots. That's like the opposite of my jam. And she was like, Listen, everyone gets at least one, they get one free headshot. And like, why would you waste this opportunity? What yeah. else are you doing? And I was like, like dang. so I put my conference outfit back on and I went down and I she took a couple of pictures but I was slowly becoming so uncomfortable that I just took the camera from her and started taking her picture <laughs> and I was like do you have any pictures she's like not really so I took a few pictures of her which made me feel so much better because I wasn't the focus and they're fucking awesome yeah they were and so really she, good <laughs> they were so also your good. pictures are really yes. good too so you pictures can pictures tell so that good. you're nervous in your photos because they're not really good nervous I'm just uncomfortable I'm just and I kept not making faces. Nah. She's like, no, <laughs> not like that. <laughs> what if I just bend over, take a picture of my butt? <laughs> um, so anyway, y'all go sign up for the skills and drills because it's going to sell out fast. And if you have a butterfly or other pocket held ultrasound we're going to have that class too. And, um, Marie can't come if you don't sign up and I Yay. really love her and I need to spend And I'm time sure with like her.
0: after <laughs> the skills and drills, we'll probably be hanging out some at like the local brewery or oh, we're definitely going to go to the stuff box like office. That. Like, yes, hundred yeah. percent. We're going to have some stuff going on.
1: I just think it's kind of cool because, um, Nikki was, you know, an amazing student. I keep calling her Amory. It's Amory, not Anne Marie. I am so sorry. I keep saying your name wrong. I know what your name is. I'm an asshole. Anyway, she's now teaching next to me, like beside me, alongside of me. So she's not. You know what I mean? Like it's It's, so cool.
2: It's cool. But let's be honest. Nikki's been teaching us shit since the moment
1: we met her. Nikki's actually been teaching me more than I've been teaching her. Yeah, I think I've acknowledged that several times. So I don't know what she's teaching.
0: But you help her through other things. At, while she's teaching We you help stuff, each you know? other We help each
1: other So if you so, need an excuse To come outside of DC Take this course It's amazing yeah. Go online And it's a la carte So you can do the skills And drills And all the other things
0: So to end out this episode I feel like this whole talk We had about like The four layers of support And everything Just like cemented to me The whole Our whole uh, village theme Like yeah. it takes a village And so I think That we should finish on a uh, uh, Welcome to the village Or it takes a village it Does take does that a village. good? W- welcome to our village Welcome, welcome to, to our, our village. village And so yeah The only other The thing we have to say is cheers!
2: Cheers.